Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome to another T2 Hubcast. It's me, Martin Johnson. And me, Spencer Locker. Spence, how Man. are you? All right, mate, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate, I'm good. good. Excellent, sun's shining, birds are singing, the sky is blue. Do you know what? Our listeners are going to think that that's how we're like default <laughs> opening because uh, Dave, and I, Dave and I did one literally 10 minutes ago on yeah. sales and he went, I went, Dave, how the hell are you? And great, sun's shining. You know? <laughs> so, so, yeah, um, you know, it, it, we're back again. Yeah. Um, we wanted to jump in, Spence and I, because we've got our HR executives meeting coming up this week. And one of the themes is creating a social ecosystem. Now yeah. we've Spence, we've written some stuff on the on the on the hub uh, on this. We've mm-hmm. recorded previous podcasts yeah. on it. Yeah. Um and we've we've sorry, I'm just telling Spence <laughs> to come back. He was a bit, bit close to the microphone. We've recorded <laughs> pre- previous podcasts on it, and I think <clears> we've we've sown the seed, Spencer, yeah. of what a social ecosystem is mm-hmm. and some tips on how organizations out there are, are fostering one. Yeah. And we wanted to jump back in because you was thinking recently or been doing a bit recently on, but is that enough? And is it as simple as that? And I yeah. think that's what we're going to talk about in this yeah. hubcast, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, we've had, we've had, we've, we've, it's not something that we've just touched upon. We have actually gone into it through the videos, the hubcasts and the pathways that we've talked about. And it's, and, and and I think if you remember the pathway itself, we started off that it's it's so basic, yeah, it's so basic that it's you're almost forgiven for just taking it as read that it's happening. Mm. But when it doesn't happen, it can cause you all sorts of problems yeah. when it's not not done correctly. So that was the pathway. Then we went on to the hubcast and we started talking about hints and tips that things you can use, things you can drop in, think, yeah, ideas that might actually stimulate other ideas uh, in a in an organisation that, that truly actually values its people. Yeah. So so just on that point, if we just, for anybody who's tuning into this hubcast for the first time, mm. a social ecosystem we defined by the, the ability to create and foster that environment in your organisation where your employees can come together Build meaningful relationships with others yes. and connect, and that's yeah. what. If you strip us right back as human beings, we fundamentally need that to perform Certainly. in groups and collaborate. We yeah. need that. So rather than it become this transactional place of work where we turn up and we do our job, those who f- take time to foster a true social ecosystem benefit as a result of that. Yeah. So we were talking about that. Then we've we've give some tips, and we Spencer on things like so. How are some organisations out there doing this through the through the canteen effect? We've talked about the canteen effect. We've talked about um, family based initiatives. FBI's, yeah, FBI's. We like we, an FBI. Yeah, don't we? we like it. <laughs> we talked about family based initiatives where we start including the wider families of our employees and bringing people together. Yeah, um, the, the canteen effect was this central place in an organisation where people can meet, have coffee, and build relationships, and and in in a non professional sort of strict yeah. environment, regardless of position, really. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we've talked about open plan working spaces and yeah. how actually having siloed offices actually inhibits a social ecosystem. Yeah, um, 
so we've touched upon all this, but you said to me something which struck a chord, which I think led to us doing this, which mm. was, yes, but Martin, throwing money at this sort of stuff mm. and, and, and naming an initiative is not enough. Yes, that's so what true. So what do you mean by that? Well, I, I think it's basically it's, it's walking the walk as well as talking the talk. If, if somebody's listening to this and think, oh, this is a quick fix, invest a little bit, throw a little bit of money, throw, throw some spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, so, uh, and, so you're talking about things like launching the summer barbecue, the the, the Christmas party, doing yeah. the uh, doing the away day, uh, yeah. or you know whatever it might be to try and bring somebody together. Sometimes throw it the grand gestures, yeah. of throwing money at stuff. Sometimes mm. makes organisational organisations believe they're doing all they can to cater for their their employees and bring people together. Yeah, and then and and and. That in itself isn't necessarily the the worst thing. The worst thing is when you do that, and then you you don't pay attention to the basics, the the little basic, not necessarily grand gestures, but the the things that people not necessarily will take for granted, but the things, little things that you can do that mean a lot. Yeah, the little things that make a big difference yeah. on a day to day basis to employee employees to teams, where actually that that allows me to build meaningful relationships and feel part of something on a daily basis yeah. Ra- rather than it be the summer barbecue once a year or, mm. you know, the end of year trip to wherever it might be. Now, yeah. like you say, those things help and some people like those things, yes. right? But creating a social ecosystem is not about creating a few initiatives, throwing money at it and mm. then you've done your bit. Yeah. Right? It's about living and breathing the 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 notion that we want to have an inclusive organisation who enjoy coming to work, mm. who enjoy the environment, mm. and who have the ability to really be part, feel part of something, and build relationships with their peers. Certainly, I mean, I, I know there's some really successful companies out there, and I've talked to the sort of the the, the coal face workers, for want of a better expression, the basic people, the people who are actually creating this product or or or, or creating this service or delivering this service and i've talked to them about the job and said so what is it about the job you like and they've said it's not so much the job it's the people i work with it's not that they've got a bad job yeah it's they they quite enjoy the job but it's not necessarily particularly fulfilling or stimulating or anything like that but they'll do the job not necessarily for the job's sake but for the people they work with Mm. the team the other people so yeah it's not a terrible job it's not a nightmare job it's not something that they don't enjoy but conversely it's not something that they particularly enjoy but you know what they're coming to work with a smile on the face because they know they're going to be working with a good team mm. a good group they have a good crack they have a good professional relationship and all that sort of and, stuff and that Spence will counteract anybody's argument of but some people just don't enjoy the jobs well yeah you're right they don't right? some people are in a job that they either, either regard as transactional or is not something they are overly passionate about but if you if you come to work with other people who you uh, have trust and rapport with who you engage with, who mm. you enjoy, you're part of something. Yeah, that sometimes is enough. Yes, yeah, right? and you know what? I want to make a point here as well. Um, that whole people element and that whole people coming to work not in a transactional mode and actually building relationships and opening up to other people mm. in the workplace stems from the leaders. Yeah, if you are a leadership team who sees the workplaces, I pay you, you turn up and come and do your job. Mm. And we have a strictly professional relationship and I'm not going to open myself up or get close to you. Yeah. Then that will cascade down. 
right, through the mid-management to the frontline management. Mm. And then th- therefore very few people will feel part of anything or have any form of social, uh, you know, uh, circle or community in, in the workplace. Mm. If you're a CEO or a, or a director or a senior leadership team who engages your people, mm. who is human, yeah. who gets to know people, who wants to know people, yeah. right? Because you understand the value of that and you care mm. for your people. Yeah. That will trickle and cascade mm. down, right down to the people who are even potentially doing the most mundane job, mm. right? But they will feel part of something great, yeah. right? And and so it, it starts with the leadership team yeah. is what we're saying, Spence. And, the and, money and the grand <clears throat> gestures and yeah. is not enough. But again, it's uh, just as you said, it's got to be credible. There are people out there that aren't social people. There are leaders and managers and all that who struggle to connect socially. But you don't have to be dancing around the open plan office in a spangly jacket, dishing out um, chocolate croissants or whatever. You don't have to be John Barrowman. Yeah, yeah. Right? You don't have to be the John John (laughs) Barrowman to, you know, going around the office shouting and lauding and and having fun and telling you. You don't have to be doing that, right? What you have to be. I imagine if John Barrowman ever listens to this, <laughs> like like he's going to listen to the team. Hi, John. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, John, by the way. You know, you don't have to be that performer to do that. What you're saying is even if you are a raving introvert mm. or an analytical who is not overly social by your yeah. own admission, but you have to understand that in the position of leadership, mm. you, ha- it's the, you have to make a step in that direction yeah. Yeah. because you have to create a social ecosystem mm. if you want a culture that is going to become engaged and therefore, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Yes, I agree totally. Uh, and I think I've got a, I've got a, a sort of reason. I lived an example recently. Um, last week, we were talking about the growth of the business. We we're talking about the different directions we we're going to be going in. We we're talking about strengthening the connections we already had. Things like this, weren't we? Yeah. Um, and then um, out of the, I had I had my sort of the back end of next week planned pretty pretty tightly and then out of the blue um, I get a message from my wife saying that my son is getting an award at school next Friday so internally for me being the numbers I am being the sort of person I'm I'm thinking well hold on a minute well he's bound to get another he's bound to get another award I'll just bin this one but it just sort of troubled me so I talked to Martin I said to you didn't I, I said Lowen's got a, a presentation next Friday without a blink yeah go do it because you don't get these moments back and that sort of that sort of makes me feel part of the team it makes me feel part of the culture it wasn't compromising anything we we're going to be doing in the business but it just it just something those little a little gesture that doesn't really mean a great deal to some people but means a massive amount to other people conversely i was talking to a friend of mine who works for another business uh, and she was telling me that her brother uh, had been taken very very seriously ill and i mean very seriously Ill. we're talking life-changing here uh, life-changing illness uh, and she went to the, see her boss, and her boss basically turned around and said, well, if there's anything we can do to help, if we can assist in any way or anything like that, then please let us know. A couple of days later, um, because of this illness, she had to attend a briefing at the at the hospital um, that, her, that her brother was in. And the boss turned around basically and said, well, no, because it's not your parent or your grandparent, it's still mm. a blood relative, but because it's not your parent or your grandparent, we can't give you um, emergency time off. So if you want to do it, you've got to do it by putting holiday in, but you've got to give them a week's notice. 
How do how does that person and, and, feel and you, about the you, company? Uh, there, and you wonder how that why that person does not feel inclusive in that organisation, yeah. doesn't feel part of an ecosystem, a social ecosystem, and and you you know them two examples you've given there, Spence is is, and I didn't know you was going to quote our conversation because I just well, genuinely feel like that, but yeah, yeah. but um, you know why is that relevant to a social ecosystem? Well, if you are gonna operate as an us and you mentality, yeah. which is I'm going to quote all of employment law legislation at yeah. you and make it very difficult for you to, yeah. in your time of need, to cater for a blood relative. Yeah. But because of the small print, I, I, I'm I'm not going to give you the time off. I'm going yeah. to, you know, have to take holiday and follow the process. Mm. It is it is creating that us and you mentality. Yes. And that is just an example where that can be done differently. Oh, yes, very it's much It's just so, yeah. an example where we want... That's me. We want somebody to feel inclusive mm. in the organisation, not exclusive, right? Yeah. We want them to feel inclusive, and the little things make a big difference. Oh, yeah. So let's say use that analogy. She's not allowed time off in her time of need, yeah. right? And it, and it probably wasn't going to be a long time off. Mm. It was going to be a day or two yeah, to help yeah. her brother out in his moment yeah. of need, right? She's not allowed that off. She becomes disengaged and frustrated mm. with the organisation. Yeah. You then throw the grand gesture at the summer barbecue in three months' time. Is yeah. she going to turn up? Probably not. No. Do you, know, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and you wonder why we fail to, because you think the big things, mm. organizations think the big things are enough mm. when them little things are enough to absolutely create the opposite. Oh, yeah. You know, certainly you know, feeling. So, social ecosystems, what you're saying, Spence, is if you're going to truly in, create an environment where people feel part of something mm. and have the ability to build connections and relationships, but feel connected to the organization as well. Mm. It's got to become sincere, habitual, part of every day, and not just down to the fact that we've put a Starbucks at the bottom of the organisation or we take you on a bloody summer trip, for God's sake. It's, you know, what more do you want? It's got to be cultural. It's got to be a culture. And when we start talking about a culture, we've got to understand what a culture is. We're talking about the entire environment needs to be sympathetic and encouraging growth. Now, when we start saying growth, we can say growth from a business perspective is a good thing. Mm. And of course, it's a good thing. Um, if, if the business is, is aimed at growth, then that's a great thing. But growth doesn't come from nothing. If you start thinking about like a, like a Petri dish culture, when, when we start talking about... Just explain what a Petri dish is, because you've yeah, said this okay. to me before and I went, I, I, I don't regard <laughs> myself as a thick person, but I went, no. what's a Petri dish? <laughs> right, so when, you, when you're watching TV and they're starting to talk about disease or they talk, start talking about um, sort of creating medical things, biological things... And you see them, they've got that little glass dish and they've got, and they've got like an earbud and they're swabbing yeah, it and yeah. things like that, yeah? In the, in the lab. It's in the like, lab, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you put it under a microscope and you yeah. look at what's going on in the dish. That's right. And then you label it and then you put it away and that, that, that environment that you'll put it away will be either hot or cold, depending on what you want to cultivate. Yeah. If that dish is totally sterile, I mean, it has to start off sterile, but you've got to introduce a culture in there that's going to encourage the growth of whatever you've put into that dish. Yeah. Otherwise... It'll die. It's like with plastics and things like that. There's things just will not grow and it will will die. You don't want your company to die. You want your company to grow. So it needs to be endemic. It's people who are living your living in your business, working in your business. They see this happening that with that girl, I was that example I gave you. So yeah, we've talked about the effect it's going to have on her. But what about all the people she tells? What about the people in the next? What about people in the next on the next desk? 
Yeah, they're going to be thinking, well, I can't be doing this, I can't be doing that. Oh, I don't want to ask for this. I'll yeah, absolutely. They observe that and go, well, if if I ever have a loved one that's not very well, yeah. I'm going to be in the same position in this yeah. organisation. I don't want that. And you, so, you talk yeah, about absolutely. crowd contagion, don't it you? It triggers crowd contagion. So that Petri dish is interesting, that analogy. So if I was to, for the listeners on here then, Spence, so mm. if we're saying, you're absolutely, you're right, you know, that in, say the organization is that dish. Yeah. And you are, and you're going to culture, cultivate something internally inside yeah. that, you know, what, and we talk about it a lot, but what are the key ingredients that we need in that then to, to create that culture, that culture of inclusion of, um, you know, or, of connection of social, um, you know, also, what I'm looking for to create that co- social ecosystem. Mm. I mean, first, first thing that needs to be in the dish is, is leadership. Yeah, like we're talking around. Yeah, yeah. It's got to come from the top. Mm, certainly, there's got to be environment. You yeah, know, the environment we operate in has got to be got to be got to be there. You've got to cast that cultural shadow over your environment. Yeah, yeah. And so you've got your leadership. You've got your environment. I think you're going to have to when you, when you start talking about that leadership, it's got to be on par with that environment. Pick it apart. Start introducing open loop thinking. Yes, there are rules and regulations that's black and white, and we need rules and regulations to hold things together, to give some structure. But you can't, people aren't black and white. People are all sorts of shades of grey. So when their lives come into our work, then, okay, we can we can observe that black and white mm. structure, but we've also got to have a little bit of open loop thinking, a bit of common sense, yeah. a little bit of emotional intelligence. Yeah, we've got to, we've got to take situations sometimes as a human being we've got to look at situations and deal with situations as a human mm. being and not as a ceo or yeah. as a leader now some ceos leaders and, and i'm one right a director will, will look at that and go well that's not smart business well i, I challenge you <clears throat> it, it's bloody smart business right yeah. because you know over time initially in in that scenario you might have represented the business and done what's right for the business mm. in that moment yeah in the long term, the effects that that has on your business, both mm. with the individual or individuals that are on the end of that and the people observing, yeah. is far more detrimental yeah. than the gain, the instant gain to the business. Certainly, I mean, and that's that's where I would come at it. I, I think you think I think you're spot on. Long term thinking. How many people um, do you know or have heard of who start a new job and then you start talking to them? Why did you leave your last job? Well, I mean, we we there's that famous saying: people leave managers, not jobs. Yeah. But managers are a are the window to the organisational culture, aren't they? If the if they're yeah. a good manager, if they're if they're good a good leader, then people will stay with them. Um, if they are not a good leader, if they are black and white thinkers, closed loop thinkers, if they are a um, a puppet of the of, of a closed loop management system, um, then people are going, right, that's not for me, I'm going away. So they tell them who tell them, oh, I know somebody who used to work there. Oh, yeah, a nightmare place. They, 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 they wouldn't, you had to put a week's, a week's yeah. notice leaving because of this, that, and the You're other. You're a product of your environment, and yeah. that's where when you've got like sort of 10 years of people coming through the management system from the shop floor and they're following in the trend and following suit of the way they were mm. managed, that's where a culture is born. Yeah. So you've got, you've got a manager who was managed – who was managing like they were managed by their manager, who Certainly. was managing who was managed by their manager. Yeah. And that goes back 10, 20 years. So yeah. all of a sudden we have this cycle, right? Yeah. This conveyor belt of of a type of, of leadership style. That's a culture. Yeah. So anybody who defies to say it doesn't come from entirely from leadership, it, it comes yeah. from multi, it comes from a number of things, as we know. 
but certainly he's driven by the influence of, of the leadership team. So mm. what we're saying here, Spence, to sort of summarise it all up is yeah. creating social ecosystems yeah. and creating an, a culture of inclusion mm. and engagement mm. doesn't always come from just the grand gestures. No. It's got to be part of the day-to-day and, and managers and leaders out there listening to this and organisations have to question whether they're, they're doing the little things that make a big difference, like mm. some of the examples we've talked about. Yeah. Are they living and breathing stuff, yes. right, in, in the world? Do they truly believe in it? And if you're mm. sat here th- saying, I don't believe in that, right? I mm. just believe that, you know, you come to work, you get paid to do your job, and that's enough. Well, yeah. if that's your standpoint, that's your standpoint. Yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah. But that is not how you create a social ecosystem. Just a, just as a, qu- a, a quick... Um, uh, just a, a quick wrap up. I know a company out there um, where you can talk to the uh, the CEO. I mean, it's quite a it's, it's a strange culture at this company. Anyway, uh, it's not necessarily an open culture. It's not des- definitely not some sort of a sympathetic ecosystem or or, or a co- anything like that. Um, and they're really successful. And you could turn around to them and say, you know what, you could be really successful if you treated your people better. If you had a culture, an open culture, a sympathetic culture where people could, yeah, but why should I? Because we're really successful. Yes, you are successful. I acknowledge you're successful, but you could be so much more. You could be so much more if you retain the talent rather than treating them the way you do and they leave. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah, okay, you can turn around and you start banding numbers about and talking about whatever big number, but think about it. If that's what you can achieve in the culture you've got now, just imagine what you could have achieved or you can achieve, what the possibilities are, if you actually change the culture within your business. With less employee attrition, with, you know, less open headcounts, with... Uh, less performance management issues and grievances yeah. and all the and, and, and the data yeah. goes on right but yeah absolutely and and you know and is it too late for people out there who are thinking well you know i really resonate with these guys and i wish in our place it was different mm. but you know we are a product of 30 years of history etc is it ever too late to change no, no right no it's not but it starts with you and it starts now and it starts with the small stuff yeah and it's going to take time you're going to for anybody who's you know you know who's who's operating in an environment like that for some time there's going to be skepticism there's going to mm-hmm. be uh suspicion around any changes that you're making and all of a sudden you're operating in a bit more of a humane what's behind this mm. look you're going to get that but don't let it deter you no, over time all. and when it becomes habitual and constant you will still it will start to take effect you know it starts with the any any generation of leadership can turn the ship any uh, yeah, at the end of the day, what we're doing is we're talking about a culture, and when we talk about big picture cultures, you've got to think about us. We're sat here doing a podcast on a, an Apple a, Apple Mac. Um, we're going to put it on the internet, and people around the world can listen to it. It wasn't that long ago that we were burning witches and putting kids up chimneys. Yeah, that had to stop. That had to change, didn't it? Our culture progressed. Our society grew. The quality of what we did grew. Within the last 250 years, we have transformed societally beyond all recognition. But it started with one one change. One one instigator of change. And that could be you listening to this. Spence, I think that was a salient point to finish on. Um, I think... Uh, it gives us a bit of food for thought as we run up to the HR execs program on this. Yeah. Where we'll be educating HR directors and leaders on this very topic. And okay. now they can try and support the business in making that change. It's not all about the grand gestures. It's the small stuff. It's a cultural piece. Um, 
And I guess my last question is I'd leave before we wrap this up, Kaz, is what are you doing in your organization to create that social ecosystem, that feeling of inclusion and that engagement with your people? Because that in the long term will drive performance. And that needs to be an honest answer to yourself. Spencer Locker, thank you very much. Thank and we'll you see very you much, again. Ryan. Yeah, and we'll see you again for another T2 Hubcast. Cheers. Thank you.